Welcome to Fumbling Hobbyist, where we explore adventures and misadventures in spare time. I'm Sarah Gallagher, your host, and with me today is my sister Megan. If you remember or were listening last week, she was here last week and we were talking about how she had been stepped on by her horse and we made a discovery that I had not realized was a thing. And I'm calling this soul hobbies. So a soul hobby is a hobby that is so much a part of who you are that in some ways you would cease being yourself if you stopped doing that hobby. Now, this concept is so totally brand new to me, but in conversations I've had over the last week, apparently this is a really common thing for other people. So I'm super curious to see if I can learn more about soul hobbies um, and you know, see if we can explore that concept maybe just a little bit more. So Megan, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining us again for a second week. Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me back. It's fun. <laughs> I'm glad you think so. <laughs> First, right off the bat, can you give us an update on your foot? How's it doing? Um, it is doing so much better. So the last time we talked, which was almost exactly a week ago, um, I was just barely wearing sneakers um, for whole days. And last, um, last weekend, I got on the horse for about 10 minutes, and um, it's still a little stiff and a little sore, but it's doing much better. I haven't been back in the boot um, since, and I even wore flats to work both yesterday, nope, and the day before. Um, so, so three days in a row now, I've worn flats to work, not like sneakers, not like super supportive sneakers. So I went from wearing the boot to wearing really supportive sneakers, um, and now am starting to be able to wear flats, and it's it's feeling good. I'm doing a lot of stretching and a lot of icing, and it's um, it's on the mend. That is so amazing. That is awesome. I'm really glad that it's healing you know, faster than we worried that it was going to. Yeah, after when I was hitting about, you know, week two, two and a half, I was really worried that it was going to take a lot longer um, and was was just worried about how that might affect some, some trips and plans that I have coming up. Um, so I'm really, really happy that it's um, significantly better. Like, like, I can't, not quite back to normal life, but um, but very, very close. Good, good. And now when you were on 40 last weekend, did you notice anything weird about that? I'm sure it was kind of stiff, but was it kind of back to normal getting back up on the horse again? Nope, nope, not back to normal at all. Um, it was, um, I rode very, very shortly, mostly because my foot was, was quite sore um, in the stirrup, um, which was about what I expected. Um, I was fine walking and cantering, but trotting was really hard. And since I hadn't ridden in, in a couple of weeks, um, I also just didn't have the same, like my, my muscles had gotten weaker over, over that break from riding. And so um, I was really having to rely on um, putting weight into my stirrups where normally I could have sort of compensated with using my leg muscles more. Um, to like post at the trot, which is, you know, when you stand up and sit down in rhythm with the horse. Um, and so, so normally I could have sort of used like my, like my, my calf and thigh and, and, and bum muscles to, um, to do that pretty efficiently. And as was like, I couldn't, cause I just didn't have quite as, you know, my normal, 
um, muscle strength. And so, um, so it was definitely pretty sore. So Forty got a really relaxed ride, and I think he sort of um, appreciated sort of getting to cop out and not really having to actually do any work. <laughs> so, <laughs> lucky horse. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he didn't mind. So, <laughs> are you hoping to be riding this weekend too? Yeah, I was going to go out today, but um, um, I, I live in West Texas, and it is very, very windy today, um, like windy enough that a tree got blown down at my apartment complex, and so um, it's this is wonderful West Texas spring, um, but I'm hoping to go out, the plan is to go out tomorrow, the weather's supposed to be a lot nicer, um, I'm going to see how that goes then. So. Good, yeah, we'll... We'll look forward to having an update there to see if it gets back to normal, you know, anytime soon. Yeah. 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 Me, me too. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so when we were talking last week for the episode of Fumbling Hobbyist that we titled um, Soul Hobbies, you had said something that I thought was really, really interesting. You said that riding horses was part of your soul. Mm -hmm. And I found that incredibly enlightening. And I will tell you, I have been mulling that over this whole week and having conversations with other people about their hobbies and how they, their hobbies are in some ways part of their soul, part of their identity. Um, and I just want to ask you if you could talk a little bit more about that. I know that that's, that's the term that I made up. The term soul hobbies is a term that I made up. <laughs> but it's such a foreign thing to me. I don't feel like I have anything that I do outside of mothering my children and being a wife to my husband that if I ceased doing it entirely that it would take part of my soul away. So can you tell us more about that? Um, yeah, I'm really curious to find out who all you've talked to um, and what kinds of hobbies other people consider this kind of this kind of soul hobby as you've coined. Um, and I will say that like everybody, well, I don't I don't know if everybody, but the vast majority of people who I know who ride horses would probably feel the same way that I do about it I would venture to say where like if they couldn't do that anymore it would um sort of shake their world um above and beyond like for me if I couldn't um I don't know what's a I, I'm not sure I'm not sure exactly what another hobby is of mine that I like that I that I just plain don't care about that or, or not that I don't care about like knitting for me was I gave up knitting and it, it, it was great that I didn't have clutter in my house anymore. That was something that I, projects that I wasn't going to finish. Um, but I don't know anybody who rides horses who, who doesn't feel that way about riding horses. That's so, so very interesting. I wonder if it's something about horses, something about horse people. Also, I know that horses are, they tend to be quite an investment, both of time and money. So the people that stick with it maybe are people that are inclined to very much enjoy horses. I wonder if people who begin horseback riding but 
don't really love it, like they maybe aren't going to stick with it because it's such an investment of time and money compared to other hobbies. That sure could be. It's definitely, and it's an emotional investment too, I think, when you ride horses because it's not, um, and I'm sure that for somebody out there, you know, tennis is, is a hobby that is a sole hobby for them. But when you pick up a tennis racket, there, there's there's no feedback from the tennis racket of what's what's going on. There's 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 not that um, you know partnership um, in the same way. I don't think as as with a horse um, because you're not dealing with another living, breathing animal per, being. Um, so I so I don't know, but but I know that like for our older sister who plays the clarinet, music is that way for her as she's as she's expressed, um, and that's and that's clearly not with a living breathing animal. So so I'm not really sure, but I don't know. I think for me. Um, I've always, I was always fascinated with horses, even before I was around them quite a bit. Um, and I, I, I don't know what it is exactly, but I always end up missing, missing it just very, very clearly, very, um, um, very deeply and very clearly if I'm not riding regularly, um, or around horses in some way, I should say. Um, when I was working full-time at different horse magazines, I didn't really ride a whole lot because I felt like it was, I was getting more than enough of horses in my work life um, from eight to five. Um, and so I didn't as much feel the need to, to go out and seek that out as a hobby. It was more of a job. Um, it was a job, that's how I paid my bills. Um, but then now that I don't work with horses all day, um, it would be very strange for me to not do something with horses. Hmm. Is it almost like being in contact with horses in some way is cathartic for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, there's, it's, it's a very somewhat accurate but tongue-in-cheek joke that, like, horses are cheaper than therapy. Um which I would somewhat argue some days, but I think it's, I think it's true. Like for, and for me, like when, um, there was, uh, just a couple years ago, I was sort of going through a bit of a tough time, just, just really struggling with some emotional things. And, and it felt like all day, every day, I was somewhat obsessing over, over, um, a, a, a long-term relationship breakup as you know because you're my sister um, but had but had gotten out of a, a somewhat long-term relationship and um and it felt like all day every day from the time I woke up until the time I went to sleep and then even like throughout the night was just very much obsessing over this breakup and over this um this relationship and the only time out of my day that I felt clear-headed about everything was when I was with the horse and it was, and like when I was riding was the only time that I wasn't just somewhat obsessing over this lost relationship and what that meant for, um, for my life and all of the decisions and just all of the heartache that goes through, goes into, you know, ending a, a long-term relationship. Um, and so it's absolutely cathartic, but I also think that that's probably true for, for other people who have similar hobbies. I would venture to guess that 
um, people who are really passionate about music that when they play an instrument or maybe when they listen to music um, and are really focused in on it, um, that it almost becomes a form of um, meditation, I think maybe, um, where you're just very mindful of what's actually in front of you instead of worrying about the 20 million things that are going on in the rest of your life. I will have to think about that this week. <laughs> that is so interesting to me. I've definitely had experiences where I am completely focused in on whatever is the one thing that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But I will have to think about whether or not those experiences can be put in a pattern of a type of activity. I'm not sure that I can immediately pull to mind one activity or even one group of activities in which I have had a similar experience of the rest of the world is fading away. Mm. Maybe you just haven't found the right hobby yet. There we go. I'll keep working on that then. <laughs> <laughs> unicycling. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's unicycling. Um, so, so, I will think about that this week and maybe by next week I will have discovered a soul hobby and in the meantime, if you are listening to Fumbling Hobbyist and you have something to add to the conversation, I would love for you to email us at fumblinghobbyist at gmail.com or get on Facebook and find the Fumbling Hobbyist Facebook page and join our conversation. And until next week then, we look forward to you enjoying your adventures and misadventures.